Welcome to Felony Friday, a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, it is so great to have you back here with me once again for another edition of Felony Friday right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. On this show, on Felony Friday, each and every single week, we focus on the criminal justice system. Now, most of the time, we focus on exposing injustice within the criminal justice system. We do this by bringing on guests who either share their personal stories of how they overcame said injustice, or we do so by talking about some news stories, some stories trending in the news that have been ignored, for the most part, by the mainstream media, which highlight brokenness in our criminal justice system. Today is sort of a special edition of Felony Friday. It is election week. It is the presidential election week. You're probably listening to this on the Friday after the election. It's being recorded on the the Wednesday after the election, so it's very fresh in our minds. Today, we're going to be focusing not on the presidential election, but we're going to be focusing on the ballot initiatives, the marijuana ballot initiatives that fared pretty well, did pretty well across the country. Several of them passed. We're going to be talking in depth about them. And I'm going to be bringing on Mark Clare to uh, talk through these issues with me today. Before I do that, I do want to hit a couple notes, though. Now, this is episode number 45 of Felony Friday. That means you'll be able to find the show notes for this episode with links to everything that we're going to talk about. It's going to be a lot of links, a lot of stories we're going to talk to, a lot of you know the vote totals, the percentages, and whatnot. So you're if you want to check that out to get the details on each ballot initiative and what it means to each state, you'll be able to find all of that at lionsofliberty.com slash FF45. And also, please, the election is over, but there's still time to pick up your Make Liberty Great Again hat or shirt. You can get those at igniteliberty.us. And now is as good a time as any for you to wear a Make Liberty Great Again shirt because it is so important right now. People are hurting right now. People are confused on both sides. Uh, the people who supported Hillary, they're going nuts on Facebook right now. If you look through your feed, now is the time to have conversations with people. Now is the time for patience. Now is the time to show people another way forward and to advance the ideas of liberty. So please stop by IgniteLiberty.us. You can enter code FELONY, 25% off your hat order. Pick up a Make Liberty Great Again hat, a Make Liberty Great Again shirt, and start a conversation. And let's move the ideas of liberty forward. All right, let's bring in my co-host for today's show to help to navigate through these marijuana ballot initiatives. Now, he's coming to you from one of the states that just legalized marijuana Please welcome to Felony Friday co-founder here at Lions of Liberty and host of most of the Lions of Liberty podcast, Mark Clare. <coughs> oh, sorry. oh, sorry, John. I'm with you here. I was just, <coughs> as you can tell, I was just uh, you know celebrating the passage of uh, Prop 64 here in California, legalizing marijuana. Live, live on the air. We're not live. We're not. I guess we're not live. It's a recorded show, but still, that's groundbreaking, right? I think maybe not. First person to uh, to celebrate this law before it even goes into effect. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally sober, guys, out there at home. But just a sound effect. Just people. a sound effect, a sound. everybody. Wink, wink. Nudge, Nothing nudge, to be alarmed effect. about here. Everything's on the up and up. What's going on, man? I mean, we're recording this. I already showed behind the curtain there in the intro, saying we're recording on the Wednesday after the election. Showed a little leg. So, yeah, have you <laughs> showed him a little leg? Have you recovered from election night yet? 
I'm fine. I was always fine, but I'm not sure if uh, many of my compatriots out here in California are recovered quite yet. Um, Within five minutes of being at work, one of my coworkers who will remain unnamed, I saw his face. I immediately knew he was distraught and devastated. And within minutes, there were other coworkers kind of conversing with him. And and it was really a sense of panic, a sense of bewilderment. And granted, this might not be the case everywhere in the country, but here in California, it's assumed that Hillary Clinton is the best choice and everyone would agree. It's assumed that Donald Trump is a a racist and a misogynist and, and all that stuff that you hear about him. And therefore, it's assumed that this could never happen now because to a lot of these people they've really bought into and look i'm not here to to defend donald trump we've talked about all of donald trump's policies that we disagree with but the problem that most of my friends out here in california the progressives have with donald trump have nothing to do with the the reasons we criticize him for it's not because he advocates for torture uh it's not because of any of the things he said about going after terrorist families the stuff that concerns us it's because they bought into this media manipulation this media lie that he is a racist a uh, sexual assault and, and maybe he is some of these things. I don't know. You can't tell what's in someone's mind, but there's not the evidence for these things, the slam dunk evidence at all, anywhere close to it that the media has portrayed. And, and I think this election was kind of just a repudiation of that, a repudiation of being told what to think and told what to do. And, and maybe it's not that much of a repudiation. I mean, Donald Trump did not win the popular vote. So I know I'm going to be, I've already heard that today. He didn't win the popular vote. Okay, well, I mean, that's not the system. It never has been. Uh, And I'm sure if Hillary Clinton didn't win the popular vote and won the election, these same people would have no problem with it. And I was also told that this Gary Johnson guy, he's the problem. He cost Hillary the election. Yeah, I had to to go on a rant on Facebook on someone's wall who was blaming libertarians for Donald Trump being elected. Because obviously we all would have in droves voted for Hillary Clinton if Gary Johnson or any other libertarian was not on the ballot. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. There is literally nothing in this world that would have made me vote for Hillary Clinton. Nothing. Nothing. I can't think of. Well, I mean, it's probably some way. Maybe if she was against literally Hitler, not fake literally Hitler like they portrayed Trump to be. If it was literally Hitler, I I mean, I'd have to think about it still. I mean, uh, I don't think Hitler had like a Hitler foundation. You know, he didn't have the level of depth of of scan. No, I'm just kidding. Hitler's obviously awful. But the point being, uh, yeah, I can't imagine a scenario, no matter who else was against her anywhere on the ballot, even if it was just Hillary Clinton on the ballot, where I would go out and vote for her. Yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, this is Wednesday night. Like I said, there's, you know, huge protests going on in every liberal city. I don't know what the point is, is they're protesting Donald Trump. They're anti-Trump protests. They're just basically screaming. I'm not sure what they're trying to do. You know, there's not going to be an armed revolution since none of, none of them have guns. So should be worried about that. Yeah, I mean, and we're going to talk about this more uh, next week. We're going to have a huge gathering, huge post-election roundtable. That'll be next Wednesday. So just just a few short days away if you're listening here on Felony Friday. And, and in between there, we're going to have uh, Brian McWilliams going to host a Mr. Johnson's Liberty Hood, the post-mortem show, taking a look back at uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that stuff. The Johnsons, the Johnsoff, the Johnsez of the Gary Johnson campaign. So we're going to be wall-to-wall election coverage the next week or so. Wall-to-wall election coverage. That's what you get here at Lions of Liberty, 24-7, except not really. Well, you can play our shows on a loop, and it can become 24-7. Good. There's enough of an archive. If you're remotely new, you can play this 24-7 for probably, I don't know, I haven't worked out the math, probably a few weeks. we got a a lot of shows. LionsofLiberty.com slash podcast for the full archive. I know they can also find the Felony Friday archive at... Felony Friday. Felony See, I knew it, but I, I teed you up, but then I was going to try to prove that. I, knew. I appreciate that. It's nice to be teed up for a little home run there. Yeah. Let's start diving in and talking about some of these ballot initiatives that went through 
And uh, since you're in California, maybe it makes sense to start with that one. I think the California one is the one that passed the most handily. 56% in favor of legalizing marijuana, 44% against it, received uh, close to 5 million votes. I I think when I looked at it, it was about 100% reported. So it was right at 5 million about that. And we've talked about it on previous shows here, and I'll link to those in the show notes with Diane Goldstein. Each initiative in every state, they're really pretty similar. Basically, it's going to legalize a small amount of marijuana uh, for possession. In California, it's an ounce. It's going to legalize that you can grow six plants in your house, inside your house in a secure building. The the wording goes that way. You can't have them outside in a garden or anything like that. And you have to be over 21 years old in order to grow the marijuana, possess the marijuana. And I think in California, eventually they're going to be they're going to have you know, stores like they do have for medical marijuana. Now they're going to have actual um, recreational marijuana stores. That's the plan. But there are some things that you won't be able to do, right? You won't be able to smoke in public. That's still against the law. Yep. You can't drink in public either, too, though. So I mean, it's That's they're true. basically making it consistent with alcohol laws, which you know, obviously, in a perfect world, in a pure libertarian world, I don't think they should even have those restrictions. At least not sort of imposed against the consent of the populace. But compared to the old way, and maybe at this point, it's interesting. We're actually. I think where we are now in California, in reality, is not really that much further from where Prop 64 is taking us. Uh, We've had medical marijuana for 20 years. If you get a dinner with four people in California, at least here in L.A., one of them is going to have a marijuana card. I mean, everybody either has a marijuana card or knows someone that does and doesn't think it's weird. So it's not surprising that this would pass. Although not that long ago, I think it was only two years ago that uh, a different measure did fail. And it was by a pretty slim margin. So there's been some progress. I didn't love that bill. I don't fully love this one either because I think there are some legitimate concerns that some people have that uh, this might push out medical marijuana. And you might say, what's the big deal? You have recreational. Well, you know, right now a 15 year old girl can get medical marijuana if she has cancer. And if if medical marijuana gets harmed in some way, she won't have recreational as an alternative because, you know, the, the restriction to 21 year olds. Now, I don't know, with that with this many people smoking pot and growing pot out here, is it going to be hard for her to get pot? Probably not, but I hope that the fears that some people have that medical will become harmed are unfounded. But there is precedent for it. In Washington State, where they have recreational marijuana, they've shut down all the dispensaries for the most part. And I don't understand all the intricacies of how that happened, but it is something that has happened in Washington State to an extent. So, uh, yeah, I, I do share the concerns that some others have with this bill. Uh, even Steve Cubby, as I talked about last year, he's one of the people who pushed forward the 1996 medical marijuana bill. I talked about uh, that with Jesse Ventura last week, episode 261. If you haven't heard it, guys, got to go check out my interview with Jesse, the yeah, body was, Ventura. That was an awesome interview. Yeah, one of, my, awesome. one of my favorites already because he's just, I don't agree with a lot of, th- I mean, probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe one out of every three things he says I don't agree with, maybe more. Like, I don't agree with his entire worldview at all, but uh, he's a compelling guy and, and he's fired up and he's, been consistently great. Like Gary Johnson, I'll give the guy a shout out. We can stop being hard on him so much. He's been consistently great uh, when it comes to the issue of marijuana for decades since he was a governor, just like Gary Johnson was when he was a governor. I believe Governor Johnson and Governor at the time, Ventura, about 20 years ago, were the only two governors in America calling for the legalization of, of marijuana. So for bad or for worse, for both of them, these guys paved the way for a lot of what we're seeing now by being brave enough to talk out about this issue before it was popular. Now politicians could talk about marijuana. It's no big deal. You couldn't say the word 20 years ago, and they took a lot of flack for it at the time. 
And we're today, I think, seeing a lot of the results of that initial bravery of a lot of people out there. And not just and it's not just governors, not just politicians. There's, there's people from all aspects of life that have put themselves forward um, to press this issue forward. And um, I think we're seeing a lot of the positive results. Now, I wish I could say this is because California became libertarian and uh, you know has a newfound love for individual rights. I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, you know, we also saw some bad stuff passed. Uh, I was actually really surprised that the California turned down the opportunity to end the death penalty. I know that's an issue you've talked about on this show before. I'll give you another episode to link to in your show notes there. Uh, they turned down the death penalty. They passed a horrible bill horrible bill about um, ammunition, gun control bill, uh, that would mean, basically, if, if I want to buy ammunition, and obviously this isn't in effect yet, I have to go get a special Justice Department clearance, pay for a special license, and then pay an extra tax whenever I go to buy ammunition. That's any kind of ammunition, any, or is that as just... As far as I know, it's any kind of ammunition. Oh. We'll have to look into that. Maybe we'll have an episode on that, I mean, it, too, as it's well. Bad. That, that, sounds, that sounds horrible. It's wow. unreal, and this is in addition to a bunch of laws that they call gunmageddon that the legislature just passed, and you know, that, that's a whole other episode, so maybe we'll line that up with, for at some point with some people out here, but yeah, I mean, that, it's definitely not because California has become libertarian. I mean, Hillary Clinton won with like something like 65% of the vote. I'm making that number up, but it was uh, you know a pretty good majority, so um, I think maybe Californians, A, bought into a lot of the utilitarian arguments, which, you know, while I don't love that as the method to argue, if it wins and if it works, as it seems to be doing here, so be it. We'll take victories where we can get them. And just the fact that marijuana, I think, in this country has become less stigmatized. And especially out here in California, we've had medical marijuana for 20 years. We've had Prop 47. Uh, Drugs have basically been decriminalized already, even prior to this bill. So I think it's just become such a whatever thing that almost anybody, regardless of political beliefs, I I know that was for this. I mean, most people I know are for this. And even people that disagree, I disagree with on the presidential election or what have you, we're all for this bill. So I'm not surprised that it passed. Um, but hey, there are people out there that were fighting hard against it. So it wasn't a sure thing. And the, the police unions against it, the trial lawyers, the prosecutors against it. Why? Well, less work for them. There were also a lot of like you talked about before, you're talking about Steve Cubby. There were a lot of pro marijuana, pro legalized people against it yes. because it did not go far enough. It had these things built into it, limiting it, like probably an aspect of it. What you were talking about with medical marijuana, how it could harm medical marijuana. I think that's why a lot of people thought maybe you know, rather than try to just take a small step forward that could end up pushing other areas back, just kind of hold where you are and wait for a better bill. But when I look at this bill, I think overall as a whole, I think it is a step forward. And especially when you look at, there is an aspect of it uh, buried in it that allows for production of industrial hemp. Now, of course, there's a caveat, a little problem that it's regulated by the state's Department of Food and Agriculture. So it's going to be a little cronyized, I'm sure there. But still, I think it's better to start to introduce uh, hemp into the economy there. And, uh, you know, obviously it'll help with jobs, help with actually, you know, hemp is very useful. It's so versatile. It can be used for almost almost anything. So that's that's a good aspect of it as well. And as Jesse Ventura pointed out on my show, the original American flag made out of hemp. They used it for everything back then. So it's absurd Mm -hmm. that now this is like a banned thing and that's changing, too. So it's definitely, you know, it's great progress to see. Just to the fact that the attitude's changing, and I think just the passage of this and, and a lot of similar legislation uh, is, is going to kind of also put pressure on the federal government to kind of give up on this. And um, 
I do have hope that Donald Trump will really fully take his finger off that trigger. If nothing else, I think Trump is maybe a bit of a, a realist just coming from someone who's been a businessman for 30 years. I think he'll maybe see the waste, the waste in pursuing this on the federal level at all. And and that that's the biggest hope I have, I think, for a Trump presidency. Or heck, maybe even a lame duck Obama. Maybe he'll do something more with marijuana now that he's- That's very possible too. Yeah. And Trump used to be- against the war on drugs way back when he was a Democrat and a liberal, he was against <laughs> the war on drugs. So maybe, maybe he'll channel back into that and, and bring that part of it back. I do want to go through just, just real quickly, each one of the ballot initiatives. So Arizona did reject legalizing marijuana. That was a uh, 47.9% for and 52.1%. And that one was for, a, that was a full legalization as well. I mean, a, a recreational or was that a medical? It was recreational, very similar to the California bill. And, you know, not much to say about, Arizona there. I mean, John McCain, they keep electing him. So obviously there's something wrong with the people. It was close, state. but you know, yeah, there's a lot of, how do I say this? Older retired folks in Arizona that, you know, they might still cling to some traditional ways of thinking. Let's just put it that way. Probably, probably. That's definitely an aspect of it. And there was Massachusetts where it passed 53.5% to 46.44%. Our good friend, Bill Weld state. He must be thrilled. Oh, I'm sure he's very happy about it, Bill <laughs> Weld. I'm sure he's doing backflips. He's like, is, is whiskey still legal? All right, then we're fine. But there's kind of a weird thing about the Massachusetts one. I don't know if you saw this, Mark, but the legislature and the governor, Governor Charlie Baker, uh, the governor has been a huge opponent to this, to even being on the ballot. And there's something in there where they have the ability like, to, to completely rewrite it. So it's, I mean, it's, I think it'll be legalized, but... It's probably one of those situations where it's just going to be so ridiculously taxed. I mean, the taxes there to have it on in the bill is something like there's a 3.75% excise tax. I think there's also sales tax on that. Plus, they can add local tax to it. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's I mean, they'll be driving to to Maine. To get their I mean, and that's an interesting point because, I mean, another thing Governor Ventura mentioned, he mentioned, you know, he was taking care of someone who was having seizures and they were using marijuana to treat the seizures and the marijuana totally turned everything around. But they were, you know, getting it up in uh, in Minnesota and where they have legal medical, but the regulations are so onerous and it's so controlled that it costs something like eight or 10 times as much as they would pay. And instead they would drive to Colorado to get the marijuana. And it was that much cheaper because it just the difference in the regulations. So the kind of regulations can have a, a vast effect on the price and the availability of this stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I know, you know, Pennsylvania didn't pass anything this election, but I guess it was maybe a year ago, last November, they passed a very uh, constrained uh, medical marijuana. There's just a couple, a couple syndromes, a couple diseases where you can get it. And they have some ridiculous stuff if in there. If you can stab through actually... the eye with a fork, then you can use it. But <laughs> otherwise. Stuff like that. <laughs> but they're going to track every single marijuana plant. So I cannot see that being costly at all. How on just, earth is that? Pot? They're going to like put a little tagging or a microchip in them. And then what? And then they'll just get some union guys to, I don't know, just waste money and clock in, clock out. Literally and sit follow there and the stand. plant around. It'll be great. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Speaking of Maine, though, we talked about maybe you know, people in Massachusetts could drive to Maine. This race, the last I looked at it on Politico, it's very close in favor of it. 50.26 against it, 49.74. It was like 98% reporting. Pretty sure that it's going to pass, but very close. And this is one of the more lenient ones, I think. 
It allows people to possess 2.5 ounces of marijuana, whereas the other states, California, Massachusetts, and we'll talk about Nevada or Nevada, however you say it, I always say that wrong, is I think those are each an ounce. So a little bit more. And I think they can grow, there's six, how do they phrase this? They can have six flowering plants and 12 non-flowering plants. So I've never grown marijuana before, but that might mean something to people <laughs> that have. Maybe maybe it helps them out. I'm sure so it is does. Is that the difference between like the hemp part and the marijuana part? Is that what it is? I'm not an expert. Uh, I don't know. I would no, I would guess it would have something to do with different stages of growing. Despite um, the rumors right? out there, I am not an expert on this at all. <laughs> Just because I have long don't hair. Get me wrong. I don't think you have the talent to grow marijuana. I'm so. not offended by that. You're probably right. <laughs> Do you have any plants that you've kept alive in your apartment? No plants. <laughs> I have no plants that I have kept alive. I have plants. First of all, I live in a house. Second of all, I have plants that are kept alive in spite of me because, you know, <laughs> I got a woman here that takes care of them. There you go. We think that will pass. If it doesn't pass for some reason, there is still 2%. You know, something crazy could happen. I'll link to uh, in the show notes or I'll, I'll add something to the top of the show. So you will have already heard it by now. But anyway, the other state, the last state for the recreational side is Nevada, and it passed there pretty handily, I guess, 54.47% to 45.53. Uh, medical's been, I didn't know this, the medical had been legal there since 2000, but it's a pretty long time uh, when you think about it. Actually, a lot of these states, each one of these states, medical had already been legal, so it seems like that's sort of the genesis of getting recreational marijuana is first you get the medical maybe constrained medical and then full medical and then you go recreational. And like we talked about, there's all different kinds of medical. Some say it's so restricted, like New Jersey, I know has had medical for, I think since maybe 2012, there's not a single place you can go by get medical marijuana because they have the regulation set up that they just, they have not allowed the actual creation of facilities where people can go get it. So there's all different levels of medical. Sometimes medical means you still can't get marijuana. (laughs) It's crazy. I do want to jump back to talk about Massachusetts for a minute. Of course, Massachusetts being a very progressive, very liberal state, very cronyized state, they are starting their very own Cannabis Control Commission. Say that three times fast. Good luck with that. Cannabis the Control CCC. Commission. Cannabis Control Commission. Cannabis Control Commission. I never turned down a challenge. Well, I think you won. I think you won that challenge. Congratulations. There's no prize at all. And uh, enjoy that. Famous Lions of Liberty, no prize. <laughs> We're famous for that. Is a three-member commission... And it's going to decide all kinds of different things from who gets licenses, a little cronyism there, see some payoffs maybe. Mm-hmm. And there's also within this one, I think they're going to go, if a place sells liquor, I think first that they're going to have preferential treatment to get a license. And I think the medical places will also have preferential treatment as well. That's interesting. Because so, here, well, in like Colorado and other places, the marijuana stores are kept as entirely separate entities. And it sounds like that they might actually like allow liquor stores to incorporate marijuana, which is a uh, hey, one-stop shop, guys, <laughs> for your weekend. In a libertarian society, right? If you had, I mean, sure, you could have you could have all kinds of different stuff in a store. You could have you know milk, marijuana, milk, beer, wine. You get your milk. You get your heroin. Whatever you need for the evening. <laughs> and it'll be safe heroin. It wouldn't kill and you. You won't have to wear a seatbelt on your way there. All right, liberty. And no driver's license either. <laughs> and then you can go sell it to a five-year-old. For anyone just tuning in for the first time, we don't necessarily really advocate all of these things. But who would build the roads? Donald Trump. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess Donald Trump's going to privatize the roads. I saw an article about that. I did that. see the headline. I didn't bother clicking because I just can't handle any more articles today. <laughs> <laughs> That's the simple truth. 
Oh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, this, I think we've gone through everything. Well, there were a couple states, Arkansas, Florida, Montana, North Dakota, that passed medical marijuana. Florida is a big um, one because they've actually tr- they tried this uh, two years ago and it passed in theory. Like it passed with a majority. It got like 58. But their rule is these things have to have 60 percent. So it, it got a majority once already, but that didn- wasn't enough. And now now it got a actually a really overwhelming majority. It, I think it was 72 percent or something in Florida. So that's a really big one, I think. And it's really it really seems to be behind the times. But I think when California, they always say the nation goes as California, like California is the leader. Well, I feel like Florida is like the follower on these things. Like they're the last ones and they're not literally the last ones in this case. But the fact that Florida came around. I think it's a good sign. I think it means that all these other states, I mean, are eventually, I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas passed something, mm-hmm. even states that you would never in a million years, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you would never expect them to do anything like this. Even they're doing this stuff. So it's just a matter of time before every state has some form of marijuana legalization and hopefully decriminalization of drugs altogether. Hopefully we can, even if we can't get full, you know, full legalization in the libertarian sense, we can at least hopefully just remove it from the criminal element and then take most people who are you know, guilty in air quotes uh, of these victimless crimes, simply owning or possessing a plant or a substance that the government deems illegal. Hopefully we'll see that die away in our lifetimes. I think that's that's the best scenario looking at, at everything we've, we've talked about here today. I think it's definitely possible. The last five years, I mean, there has been huge movement, not only with uh, people, obviously, with understanding legalizing recreational and medical marijuana, but I think there's actually been, you know, just talking with people casually, I think they're starting to understand that, you know, with the heroin epidemic, this probably isn't the best way to handle addiction, just to push people in the back alleys, to push them into buying drugs that they're not sure what's in it. I think people are slowly starting to come around on even the more more hard drugs to understand that the free market really is the best way. Liberty really is the best way to self-regulate itself. So I'm hopeful that maybe, I don't know, maybe the next 15 years we could have a totally a drug war that is non-existent, which would be just incredible. And that alone is just huge for liberty. Huge for That liberty. would make huge. That would make all of this worth. I mean, this is already worth my time. I love doing this podcast. I love everything we do uh, to advance the ideas of liberty. But even seeing these results and to see that result, I mean, the drug war is my number one issue. I mean, it really is. I, I think it's just, it's one of the most blatant examples of the violation of individual rights. A lot of issues we talk about are kind of nuanced. I mean, I think immigration is sort of a nuanced issue. I think even foreign policy in some ways can be nuanced. But the war on drugs to me is just so clear cut. It is so obviously wrong and against everything that, you know, anybody that has the remotest respect for individual rights or just, you know, being a reasonable human being, it's wrong. And people have been propagandized for many, many years. And finally, through various channels and various methods, we are breaking down that propaganda. I guess the main thing we got to watch out for on the way is how much cronyism is going to sneak its way in. And it seems like voters are somewhat in tune with that because that bill earlier this year in Ohio, that failed, I think, specifically because of the cronyism. Oh, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. That was a time where it wasn't a good trade-off. It was being a really, a, they were cartelizing the industry and it was just going to, it was going to be horrible. There were going to be like five different people that could grow marijuana. Yeah, I think it was literally it was, two companies in the case of Ohio. Yeah. Two. It was funded by like two really rich yeah, people. Two rich dudes and they were going to be able to control all the marijuana and voters rejected take that. over yeah, marijuana in the state. And look, which, none of these bills are perfect. Like I said, I think the prop 64 in California is not perfect. 
And it is a judgment call. I mean, even the LP of California was against Prop 64. I think they're wrong, but it's it's not black and white. I mean, I do see that there is a balance to find here. And and I think in the a case of the Ohio bill, I think I too would have voted against that because that was just so blatantly cronious and corporatist. Whereas other bills, yeah, you know, there's going to be some regulation. There's going to be licensing. There's going to be some level of that, but. You know, we got to at least get it close to other products. I mean, they're not going to have it be like tomatoes tomorrow, and I wish it would be, but we got to make steps. Medical was a step, and this is a step as well. Yeah. And to to speak to what you were saying before about California kind of leading the way, I think I do agree with you, and it's also just a perception of it as well. I mean, it might not really change a lot the way things are in California right now with medical being so accessible, but just the perception of people seeing that across the country and, and all kinds of other states in middle America, in the Northeast, in the South, seeing, wow, California legalized a drug. They legalized marijuana. Just the you know, They can do yeah. it. Maybe we could do it and you know save a bunch of money and stop throwing people in jail. So I'm hopeful. Unfortunately, we're out of time here. This was fun. I do want to encourage you guys before we get going here. If you haven't joined the Lions of Liberty Forum yet, I want you to make sure to check that out. Uh, we're getting huge numbers of members, huge. and uh, I think we're getting close to 800. So check that out. You go to Facebook, type Lions of Liberty Forum in the search bar, and uh, we will get you approved as quickly as we can. And as Mark likes to say, as long as you're not a fake Nigerian prince, we'll let you in. Yes. If you're a real Nigerian prince, you know, let us know, and we'll we'll let you in. We'll, we'll consider actual royalty. I don't want anyone to think that we are at all biased against royalty. It's only if you're faking it that we get a little, you know, get a little. Don't fake royalty. Olivia. Come on. Don't fake royalty. There's no place for that. It's just not. And also subscribe. Subscribe to Lions of Liberty podcast on iTunes or if you don't have an iPhone, Stitcher Radio or there's a whole crazy number of other ways to get your podcast, uh, podcatcher apps and whatnot. Like Mark said, we are going to have two shows coming up. We're going to be talking about this election. Monday, Brian McWilliams. I guess it's the last episode of Mr. Johnson's Liberty Hood. I guess so. Until he runs in 2020. Yeah. Oh, God, I, hope <laughs> I think he said he's done, but you know, you never know. You never know. Maybe he'll get the fires of Liberty burning and once again in a couple of years. I just I want to know what Bill Weld is doing right now. I mean, he's got to be just in somewhere just sobbing. All I know is that he's drinking whiskey and his face is cold wherever he is. All I know <laughs> about Bill Weld. Oh, God, Bill Weld. I'm not going to miss him at all. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have the reaction show, which will be uh, it'll be awesome. It'll be great. And hopefully these protests uh, that are happening across the country have stopped by then. If they haven't, then we'll I don't know. <laughs> Talk about that. So that's it, guys. Um, I want to encourage you to share the show. Also, you're the reason we do this. You know, we're trying to grow this show. And the number one way you can help us is by sharing this show with your networks on social media sharing it with your friends and family. And we really do appreciate it. Mark, anything else you want to add before we get going? I think that's it, man. Just tune in next week. You know, everyone's been pounding down the doors for our election coverage. I'm going to consider this the beginning of it. And next week, we're going to be chock full of it. So come on back, guys. All right, guys. Well, that is it. As always, thank you for listening. This is John Odermatt and Mark Clare signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.